When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe. That's right, subscribe below Joe Soro today. You can do it right there on YouTube. I swear he won't bite, but you know what? I would say thanks again for joining us. Truly appreciate it. You can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, of course, everything that we do at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and join Tom and, of course, as the number one Lakers blogger that he is, Laker Tom. Also, as well, our good friend Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, with five things articles. You can go ahead and catch what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friends at Lakersball.com. Big shout-out to them. You guys go ahead and, uh, I guess, tolerate is probably the best way to say it. Ox1947, every time he goes right there at Lakersball.com. Go ahead and join in the fun and the great conversation that's available at Lakersball.com. Plus, our guys at, at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, always give them a big shout-out for going ahead and housing one of the great places you can find the Lakers Fast Break. And, of course, if you want your lawn transformed in the Southern California area as something to aspire to, that you'll be the envy of in your neighborhood, go ahead and do that today, of course, at Simblades, Simblades with the Y.com. Truly appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. Once again, if you get a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to us today. But the Lakers... I will say right now, unfortunately, with the very, very disappointing effort, LeBron not in the lineup with the strain to his groin, the abductor strain. He's listed as day-to-day. I have a feeling he'll be out for another two to three games at least because, again, it seems like it's going to be, well, you know, there's just a Sunday game, so they don't have another game after Sunday until next Friday. So I have a feeling he's going to be out for the next game and he'll have at least over a week off. So I give him time to rest and heal. But without LeBron in the lineup, you'd have Lonnie Walker back in the lineup. You had AD in the lineup. And those guys kept the Lakers ahead in the first half, had a nice lead. 
Unfortunately, started giving away in the latter part of the second quarter. And then, of course, the problem started once again in the third quarter where they got outscored 31-28. They were still very much in the game, only down by one in the fourth quarter. But again, poor execution down the stretch. And the Lakers, unfortunately, lose once again 120-114. to Turnovers, mistakes, bad choices. All the, the momentum that we've been talking about with Russell Westbrook, who overall had a pretty good game, 21 points, 11 assists. Unfortunately, some of those turnovers, those five turnovers, and also some fouls and some uh, mistakes down the stretch did cost the Lakers. Also as well, Austin Reeves with 19 off the bench. AD had 24 and 14 plus three blocks. And Lonnie Walker had 19, but that was not enough as the Lakers again lose poor execution down the stretch once again. 120 to 114. I will tell you what, we've got a great cast indeed. I do want to go ahead because I know he's on a limited time basis. It is the man behind many of the things that are said at LakersBall.com. Also, he was a great part of our live Lakers watch party. Laker Tom was there. Magic Man Sean Grice was there. Big shout out to the audience that was there. Definitely great to have them aboard. Also as well, Joe Soro was there. Joe Soro from LakersBall.com and SimBlaze.com. Great to have you here, my friend. I know you're on a time delay today, but your thoughts on today's game, another disappointing effort closing out a loss for the Los Angeles Lakers, who are now 2-10. and 10. They gave it the old college try, and let's look at this as a positive for the future. Right. I'm gonna try. Am I frozen? Yes, your all is frozen. I actually put you on a bigger screen so people can check that out. So the Lakers did something that I remember watching a lot of when the Lakers were good and they'd play the other team, where you would see that the other teams, you know, they got a nine point lead, eleven point lead, and then you're just like, all right. Kobe or LeBron or AD, you know, a few years ago, of course, would just do a couple things and then they'd win by four or five. Now the Lakers are that team. They are the team that they'll be up 9, 11 or whatever. And then I'll see a couple of sequences of absolute horrendous play. And then, yeah, somebody like Fox starts hitting shots out of his ear and they're down four with five five seconds left and the game's over this game played out maybe not as not as exact as it usually has they actually somewhat maintained their third quarter uh puke fest but they made up for that puke fest in the last five minutes and now i want to go puke i can't say i blame you my friend can't say i blame you a bit once again the lakers do lose what I know <laughs> it's got to switch. It's just all about matter of switching from my camera to my headphones, which I didn't do last time just, around. So just don't let it happen again. 120 to 114. Great to have you here. It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro, Laker Tom, and of course the madman, Sean Grice as well. Also here today to talk about today's game and the problems. He was here throughout the live watch party. He was a great part of it indeed. It is the man, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. 
I was, you know, actually kind of thinking that maybe there should have been a large group protesting outside of Staples Center. Unfortunately, there wasn't. Maybe they could have helped the Lakers in that fourth quarter. You know, you it's one of those games where when you see Russ making four out of five or five out of six or whatever he did from three, you know the game's gonna end with the ball, him doing something wrong. I actually I actually think it's very interesting what's happening with the Lakers right now because they're in a classic tough spot. They're between the proverbial rock and the hard place because they've promised LeBron James still they're going to trade those two picks. They got him to sign an extension by promising him that. Jeannie says he's going to get the Kobe treatment. Rob says that he's the guardian of of the gatekeeper legacy. The gatekeeper. That's what he said. The caretaker. You know, it's <laughs> and so you got you got a situation here where they have come out and told the team, we don't think you're good enough to invest those two picks to make you better. We think it's probably better for us just to sacrifice the season and be able to, you know, make a monster makeover next year, next summer. Um how do you think that's going to go over with LeBron? Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you have to. We hear about the the divide in the Lakers front office, and I'll come out right and say it. It's 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 the bus boys. It's Joey and Jesse. They're the ones who are not wanting to trade those draft picks. You know it's not Jeannie because she's going to side with Rob in almost every situation. And Kurt, Kurt's smart enough to understand that you can't promise stuff to you can't promise stuff to LeBron and then go do something different. Not if you want to really be the franchise where great superstars like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James end their careers. No, you can't do that. So they're going to end up regardless of what happens over the next nine games, they're going to end up trading for Miles Turner or they'll make a, they'll make another trade. They'll make some sort of trade. They may end up just doing a single pick trade uh, so that they could have two picks next year. Um, But it's almost as if the franchise has lost faith that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are capable of winning a championship. Um, And, you know, there's, I've reached a point where you just have to admit that it's a, it's a question to be asked. It's a question that needs to be asked. Um, the problem is, is that you've got yourself in a situation where you've created an identity for the franchise and you've got the great LeBron James, who if not the greatest player, at least the second or third greatest player in the history of the game, who's going to retire a Laker probably and who's committed to the team and franchise and, and, you're going to stab him in the back and, you know, I saw something interesting. You know what the Lakers are really planning to do? What this whole thing about, we've talked before about how the fact that the Lakers would love to go into the next season by keeping Russ and letting his contract expire. And they have $35 million in cap space to go after free agents. And they would have on draft day, three first round picks that they could trade. Now, the problem has been that 
to sacrifice this season, first of all. And second, they don't have any contracts to trade except for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Well, wait a minute. There's that's sort of an epiphany. What about Anthony Davis? That's $40 million. You got $40 million and LeBron James is $44 million. And you got a couple of other guys. You actually have like $95 million in expiring contracts. And three first round draft picks that you could make unprotected that you could offer and $35 million in cap space to sign free agents plus $5 million for an or $6.5 million for an MLE. You could build a brand new squad from scratch. We said before you can't do it because there's nobody to trade, but there is. There's two guys to trade because LeBron could be traded by then. He can't be traded this year, but this summer he can be traded. And AD can be traded this summer. And maybe maybe AD goes to Chicago or something like that, and LeBron stays and he's happy. And we trade AD and we put together $45 million in a trade there and get back a couple of guys from Chicago. Yeah, we go out and we sign $35 million worth of free agents. Yeah, you could turn it around. Um, but you better make sure that LeBron James agrees with his plan. And right now, it doesn't sound like he agrees with it. And all of this BS of some mystery-specific mystery player, mystery star coming out of the, the woodwork, and, and whether it's, you know, I, Kevin that's Durant. A days, that's a days that's smack enough. Yeah, that's... Butler or whoever yeah. this is. You know what, Tom? That's a, that's a days X smack enough if I've ever heard one. Really? I mean... They're going to have no choice, in my opinion, that they're going to, at the end of the November, when the 20 games are up, they're going to make a trade. They're going to trade one or two of those picks. I hope they make the right trade because the only trade that I could, I think that they have to be a trade with the Jazz, where the Jazz give up some of the good, good young players, or it has to be a trade with the Pacers. But I don't think that they can kiss this season off right off the this year of LeBron's career and, and, and then, you know, I mean, that's the type of gamble where LeBron really could lose to father time next season. And it would be a total disaster. You know, you'd have, you'd have really blown off the last possible year that LeBron James could compete for a championship and you blew it off to rebuild the squad. Anyway, that's, that's just my take on what's happening. Um, we got a whole bunch of these games to go forward. You know, I mean, look at the, look at the results of this game. There's something interesting about it. Our three top scorers, okay? Anthony Davis, 24 points, minus seven plus minus. Who's next? Lonnie Walker, 19 points. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Russell Westbrook, 21 points, minus 13 plus minus. Hmm. Must not have been playing defense. Lonnie minus Walker. 11, actually. Minus 11. Well, I'm looking at it. It says minus 13 right now. I'm looking at it. Okay, because I got uh, a yes. Anyway, Lonnie Walker, anyway, is a minus. It's a big minus. It's not, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Lonnie Walker is 19 points. He's our third double-digit scorer. Three guys that scored 20 points. Minus 14. Why is it all three of our top scorers 
didn't score as much as the other team. The only one is Austin Reeves. The only one is Austin Reeves who scored 19. He was a plus two. But he's a plus two because the guy plays defense. And we, at one point, we, there was a point where midway through the second quarter, I was pointing out, we've only allowed 34 points in this game. And then there was a point in the fourth quarter with about 10 minutes to go where I said, we already allowed 99 points. Now, they obviously got hot, especially Darren Fox, who was just on fire. But if I take this game and I think about what is, how do you make a team better? You take this game and you take three players out of this team who are the worst three players on the court and you say they didn't play, but three players that we got for Russell Westbrook did play. You know, um, you put you put Miles Turner and Buddy Heald in this game and the Lakers walk away with this game. I really believe that. We got outshot from three-point line again and Again, the way we got shot out, out shot is late in the game. We couldn't, you know, guys make guys make clutch shots against the Lakers, you know. And, and it's so hard to see, Tom, because we we actually shot forty percent from behind the three today. It's when you make them that counts. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, so anyway, you know, I mean, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. It doesn't prove anything that this team cannot win without shooting in size. And for the, for the Lakers front office to be saying to LeBron James, and not only to LeBron James, to every guy on this team, that we don't think that even adding Miles Turner and Buddy Heald and maybe, maybe Terry Rozier wouldn't make you a good team, wouldn't make you a top five team in the league. Um, wouldn't make you a championship contender, maybe not a favorite, but at least, you know, a five to one, six to eight, seven to one shot, something like that. I mean, I, you know, you either have to truly believe that LeBron and AD can't win with the right people around them or from proving that they lose people around them, which we've been doing for two years, you know? Um, and then it's, it's that whole situation that are you really going to kiss off the greatest player in the game who you promised that you're going to improve the team. And all of these fans, I mean, I'm willing to watch the next eight games. Okay. I don't know if I'm willing to watch the next 62 if they don't do anything. I mean, it's not even don't do anything. There are other things that they can do that don't involve the picks and don't involve, don't involve Russ but they're not even doing those things, <laughs> you know, instead we're, we're either planning for a monster summer and we're going to kiss off a season or we're planning on a miraculous last minute super trade that is going to turn us into a super contender. Somebody that you can't even guess who it is. They're, they're so secret, you know, Come on. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters 
was the last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford talking right back at you here. The Lakers, unfortunately, could not execute down the stretch and fall another game. They're now 2-10. and 10. They lose 120 to 114. Before I bring Sean Grice in, I wanted to go ahead and actually take a moment to honor our veterans on this Veterans Day. Uh, appreciate everything that you've done for us. Thank you for your service. It has been an, uh, so great to see the, the response from servicemen and women that are in the chat, uh, you know, and in the past. And hopefully, again, I'm wishing them all the best and continue safety as they continue to protect our country and everything that it stands for. So. Thank you so much for all your service. Truly appreciate it on this Veterans Day. So who better to bring in on a Veterans Day for the U.S. than the Canadian, the madman from Toronto, the magic man, the guy who can't get out of Toronto traffic. It is Sean Christ. I couldn't find a better segue. But again, happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans here in the United States. Sean, you were with us for our live watch party. And I'll tell you what, everyone out there, if you want to know more about what Joe suffered through in the financial crisis as far as what went on in the late 2000s, or if you want to know how Sean Grice picked fights with people on the Internet or how uh, Laker Tom was cheerleading all throughout, then go ahead and join us for our watch parties because they we, we show a side of ourselves we didn't even know existed. No. It's truly a fun time. <laughs> actually, a lot of fun indeed. And I could also, while I actually was eating, so I didn't turn my, my mic on, and I actually got to hear them all talk smack about me for about 10 minutes, which was always enjoyable. But, Sean, great to have you back, my friend. Uh, the Lakers, unfortunately, again, good, solid first half. You started to see it slip away in the third quarter. Again, the adjustments by Ham coming into the, uh, the locker room, not where he's at. I understand it could be an experience as a head coach, but we're seeing in Utah when you have a better fitting roster, what you can do with it as a young coach, as an inexperienced coach in Boston, he is doing all the right things with an experienced finals ready team around him. When you don't have the right players around you, as far as a roster is concerned, it's really hard to go ahead and execute for two straight halves. And we saw that once again today. Yeah, absolutely. Gerald. Um, you know, oftentimes, Gerald, you'll you'll hear people, and you know, just just people, uh, just you know, local media or national media, they often talk about the word culture, and a lot of them oversimplify it and just say, "Well, culture means winning." Yes, and no. 
Culture also means building a foundation of a program or an organization that consistently finds ways to have the right mix of coaching and the coaches develop, having the right mix of players and those players developing, and it all adds up to a winning organization. It's not just about winning. Uh, young, usually young teams just starting out usually don't come out of the gate this strong like the Jazz have, but um, great on them. It's just about fit, man. Right now, we're we're. Uh, um, I remember during the um, during the 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 bubble championship, and we were talking about the the final four teams left in it, and. Um, we talked about how it felt like the Lakers outside of AD had bigs from the Island of Misfit Toys. And now it looks like uh, aside from LeBron and AD, it, it's a team full of misfit toys. I, I mean, the, the, the fits are not um, as, gl- as glaring as they were last year. Last year, we were an older team. Uh, teams just came out of the gate strong, and usually by the third quarter, our old guys were just done. Their legs were toast. This year, it just seems that for whatever reason, whether it's the offense stagnating or the defense, just like Gerald was saying tonight, just uh, missing cues, not paying attention to your man and what he's like, for example. Gerald was a little disgusted by uh, Russell Westbrook's uh, efforts defensively against De'Aaron Fox. Oh, yeah, it's awful. It it, was just absolutely – down the stretch, there was a play where, you know, he's out on the top, out near the half-court line with uh, De'Aaron Fox. And Tom saw this, and you saw this, and Joe saw this. And it's one-on-one, and there was a, a soft pick that I think Sabonis said it. Yep. And he could have gotten easy around, and he he just showed. He just showed. He actually even didn't set too much of a screen. He showed Russell Westbrook just looked for a second, but still should have had his eyes and his body and made the motion to stay in front of De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox. He could have. You could see that if it was a, you know many other NBA players in the league, even like Tom says, he's always praising Austin Reeves' defense or his hustle. Austin Reeves, who doesn't play well against De'Aaron Fox, I know for at least that possession, probably at least tried to come over and stop De'Aaron Fox from going straight into the basket for a layup. Unfortunately, Russell Westbrook, just whatever he was just looking at, you could see it. He wasn't looking at really anything pertinent out there. He lost sight of his man and went for an easy layup down the stretch. Those kind of mistakes you cannot make, and especially for someone so much of a veteran in this league already. Uh, 100% correct, Gerald. I mean, you know, it, uh, we can read a scouting report on De'Aaron Fox and understand, keep him in front of you. If you can keep him in front of you, do it. Force him to be a jump shooter because he is lightning quick and he will just blow right by you. And it, it, You know, we kept him in front of us, but he made those little, those little step back. Two pointers, man. He made like four of those. Fighters. Well, in 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 that instance, what Gerald and it's talking about is correct, though. Uh, that's that's Russell Westbrook clearly 
understanding a scouting report and he just doesn't care. He doesn't care because yeah. he. But, you know, it's funny. He's got a better defensive rating than Anthony Davis and LeBron James on this team. That can be that can be a little deceiving. It is. I'm able to assume it is. Yes, uh, I, I I think I think that's smoke and mirrors because f- fundamentally, this was a person who was drafted because of his defensive prowess. Yeah, it's a great. And now, and and now to see him just just basically, he's not even following the basics now. You know, he doesn't. He. He, he, loves he defends. The, he's def- He's been defending well, but he's. It's. It's like he's got attention deficit disorder. You know, he just loses focus. Um, that's what he did exactly on that play. You, you know, he just. Yeah. He just loses focus for a second. He looks away. He doesn't do this, or, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't have that sort of. Because he wasn't looking it, for a man. He was just. He, yeah. Yeah, it's a type of play in general that is frustrating because it causes more highs and more lows than it creates a chaotic situation. It makes chaotic drive. When I was coaching, if you have a chance, I don't think the better or not because to be in a position to do the rebound simply because they're going to come over, you know. But it's just funny with Russ. I rarely see us. I rarely see us finish somebody else getting a rebound that Russ has missed. Yeah. So I don't know what it so, is. So, so uh, just uh, just a shout out there to Gio Alvarez. We're not we're not putting this loss on Russell Westbrook, but this podcast not entirely. It was a team effort, and it's a it team was. loss. It was, but but Geo, if you could, no, but anybody who anybody who has had the ball the last three or four possessions, they're the ones you're going to get looked at. Geo, yeah, the thing is, they the they all there. focused down at AD. They doubled and they tripled to them. Even when they tried off the ball, they they played a zone that fronted AD. The point, the point, the point is, there are no sacred cows on this podcast. We're we're not good, just going to kiss a player's behind or his butt because he's been playing well. For six or seven games coming off the bench, if you make a mistake, you well, make we wouldn't a mistake. have even been close without Russ tonight. Yeah, and that's true. He did play well at times. He, 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 he shot play, the ball well from the outside. Well. But but you, if if you're if you know if it's like a, it's like um, it's like a compliment sandwich. I, I, you know, you you give somebody a compliment. You you ask them to improve on something, and you give them another compliment. He played very well tonight. For, but for Ty, the most but part. Tycoon's saying he can't blame Westbrook. He blames the team and the coach. I yes. also Westbrook is part of that team. He was he the one that had the, the ball like, in his hands. Yeah, it, well, it, let me it, say it, this. It, yes, let me say this. He had a great game, and you should give them all credit for playing an outstanding 45 minutes. But that last three minutes of the ball game, when he needs to execute in the clutch. At both ends. At both ends. He, he, he didn't. didn't. And that's the thing, your star players are supposed to get you through the hump throughout the rest of the game, and then when it comes down to money time, they're supposed to pull you on through. He unfortunately did not do that. But again, it's not all his fault. They double and they triple teamed AD down low. These other guys have got to produce, and, and the team has to have enough confidence in them to produce on a regular basis in order for them to go ahead and help 
Russell Westbrook so he doesn't have to feel like he's doing it all himself. But you saw that tonight. It felt like Russ, if he couldn't force the ball to AD in those last three minutes, he was going to go ahead and do it himself. Lonnie Walker should have been more utilized down the stretch, mm-hmm. maybe a couple more times as far as maybe in isolation. Maybe some way to go ahead, Austin Reeves shooting the ball. You know, it's one of those games where Austin Reeves is shooting the ball. Well, you want to get the ball to him. How about having three shooters in the on the court with That's, AD but the so thing that is, he wouldn't be double teamed? But the thing is, the Lakers the don't have three shooters. The, the Lakers the don't have three team. shooters on the team. Lakers, That's the like, problem with this team. We even thought we even had a hard time finding one shooter on this team. Well, so. you can't get shooters for minimum salary, Gerald. You know that. And obviously, your your cases, your theories, obviously, you want shooters. Right those are fifteen to twenty million dollars. Well, you know something. Yeah, but, even, I... but wait, let me say it back in Tom. Let me say it back to Tom uh, real quick, Sean. Okay, you're saying that they can't get it for one million dollars, but how many players do they have? They have a player that's thirteen million dollars that stunk and and yeah, and thirty eight percent. Yeah, career you've got a player that didn't even get off the bench at all. You got a player that didn't even come off the bench in none. Who's you know how much is they spending on him? Five million, yeah. five point two million. Yeah. So those are two slots that you got to go ahead and get right and make right. And the Lakers didn't well, do those that. Those two Lonnie slots Walker, are the two guys that are going to get traded because they're underperforming and they have yeah. contracts that are more than a minimum value. Yeah. It just it's really really disappointing the way this team was so poorly constructed. You know, well, and the thing is, everybody was talking about, and I, you know, we were even warned here at the at the Lakers. Have they traded for Buddy and Miles and gone out and got Terry Rozier for those two guys you were just talking about? Then the lineup, then the roster would have been pretty damn good, and it would have been finished. But they knew that they had to use they had to use Russ to get the shooters because they couldn't sign shooters on minimum contracts. Nobody can no, Yeah, I mean. You're not going to be a guy who shoots seven or eight threes a game and makes 40% of them. Those guys are, aren't going to be in minimum contracts. They're not yeah, going to be $5 you know, million dollars a year. You, you, know, you, know, you know something? All these, available. All, all, these, all these rumors about us right now are just patently absurd. It's just the same recyclable stuff we've heard in the summer. What's well, going to be paralyzed? We're Brad, not going to do anything. We're, we're, Bradley, Bradley, we refuse Be- to do anything without realizing that refusing to do anything is making a decision. Yeah, indecision is a decision. Indecision is a decision. Yeah. So, so- well, I want to say, I want to, uh, the big shout out is to the individuals who were supposedly planning this Lakers protest outside of crypto.com arena. And I'm trying hard to find it on Twitter, and all I could find is maybe like a dozen people. Okay, I was we were warned ahead of time here at the Lakers Fast Break about this big Lakers protest to protest Genie and to protest what's going on with the you know uh, the decisions that are made in this team as far as that's concerned and Rob Palinka and all that. No, wasn't you know just a whimper. All I saw was more pictures of empty shots in front of the Staples Center. And I saw maybe one with about a dozen people, and that was it. Come on. If you're going to go ahead and, and call for a protest, back it up. Let's back it up and, and let's get something moving here so we can send a message to the front office that this thing needs to be changed. That's my beef. That's my beef right there for you. Yes. Yeah, you and know what? Let's, why don't we just cancel the podcast, become Clipper fans, um, not buy any tickets? No, because See, we got a great audience. Is, the problem is, is we're addicted. So you got no choices. 
But just well, you said it earlier. Just be thankful that you're not Clippers fans or Minnesota Timberwolves fans or Orlando and yes, Magic we fans. Are. Or... And and Tom, you know when we when they call us spoiled and all that. I cannot say that they're too wrong on that. As Sean goes well, ahead, I think spoiled. the waters are for uh, you win, you win seventeen championships. You're going to be spoiled. Yeah, it, you it, are. It, you it, are it, absolutely. You know something though. Um, uh, I don't just show. Don't it. show the label on camera though, Sean, because uh, we're not getting a cut from them. But the right. UPC code is fine. UPC code. All right, Gerald. <laughs> see, well, Tom would Coke. I can't. Never mind. You know, well, Tom, everybody knows Tom would Coke. Yeah, well, I'm a Coke fan go. too, and everybody knows it. I think, but not as much as Tom. Coke is a great. Tom. Yeah, Pepsi's Coke. a bad word to Tom. Pepsi's no, like cursing Co- at him. There you go. Coke, Pepsi, come on, Coke is a great product. Uh, I love America just for Coke. So uh, I used to drink two liter of Coke a day, and yeah, so, that's all I'll say. So, so did Nikola Jokic, and look, and yeah. as soon as he stopped drinking Coke, he yeah. he won back to back MVPs. So, something similar to me, though, but. Uh, AD being doubled tonight, Zangerstein says, uh, great to have you back at doubled and triple team. In the last three minutes, that was a beautiful job of coaching in the last three minutes by Mike Brown as far as making it very difficult for the Lakers by going ahead and and just jamming in the middle. That's what you got to do because there's just – these teams are not concerned. Get us two or three shooters. They're not scared, Tom. They're not scared at all of anything outside. They and, dare and that, Russell Westbrook to go ahead and win the game. And that's one thing that I really admire about Max Christie is he's going out there and he's not shy. He's I not hope so, tip, Wet Bobcat. I hope they sponsor it. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm just saying he's, he was saying Dasani is going to sponsor it soon. That's an offshoot of that's Coke, a great so Dis- I have no problem. That, that would be a great sponsor. Dasani is a great product. Yes. Go ahead um, and drink the 100% recycled bottles from Dasani. <laughs> There you go. Uh, go you know ahead, something. Our, our uh, one of our our great um, uh, commenters, Dave Harrison, just brought up a, a great point. He said that th- this group, to right now, and even with LeBron, th- they haven't really found a group of five guys who are collectively one unit at the end of a game. It's been a hodgepodge. A mishmash because you need guys who can shoot at the end of the game. Exa- exactly, and and that's why it was. It's kind. It's kind of important to point out that I would have rather seen somebody like Troy Brown Jr. and or Max Christie out there rather than than the the group we assembled because it be AD being double teamed there just suggests to Mike Brown, the coaching staff, to tell the players. A lot of these guys are just scared to shoot. All right, so, so whoever's supposed to double AD, come hard, and let one of the scared Lakers shoot because you know the roster was. There are guys, but there are. You're right about you're right about Christie taking a shot because a lot of the other guys. If you don't shoot with confidence, you are not going to make the shot. That, that's right, and you don't. And Wayne there's a Gretzky, bunch of guys on this team who don't shoot with. Confidence. And if you're Max Christie, they're not who you want to take the shot. So, at the end of so the game. and if you're so, Max Christie and you're a second round draft choice, you're being thrown out there. You better shoot. You better, you better shoot, shoot, or you'll never see there. the floor again. At, yes. at, or, or Ryan or Matt Ryan, he's going to shoot. Yes. The ball. Yes, but but the but uh, so you put you those know, two wait. guys out behind the three point line, and all of a sudden. 
Yeah, no. Wayne Gretzky is the greatest goal scorer ever in NHL history. One of his most famous quotes, and it's quoted a lot, he said, you don't make any of the shots you don't take. You have to be willing to shoot. You have to. It's it's, uh, in the NBA today, if you're afraid to shoot, you might as well just, just turn around Walk back into the locker room and find another profession. Because if you can't shoot in the NBA, you're not going to play. Like Gerald said, that shot Matt Ryan hit, it probably bought him another 7 to 10 days playing 15 minutes if he didn't hit another one. And he hasn't since. And Gerald has proven correct. If, If you can't shoot today in the NBA, it doesn't matter what else you can do. This, this is this is what is required. You especially need to, in the playoffs. Yes, especially in the playoffs. But look at the end of this game. Look at the end of this game. Imagine the same situation, the same exact scenario. Let's say that, that AD is out there on the wing. And let's say the guy who's in the corner. Who was the guy who was double teaming him? Okay. Let's say the guy who was in the corner was guarding Buddy Heald. And the other three guys were spaced out in the other corner and the other wing. If you put Buddy Heald in the game, it's going to make it awful hard to double LeBron James or Anthony Davis if they put them on the same side of the court as Buddy Heald and they play a two-man game with one guy in the corner there. Mm-hmm. Or even just mm-hmm. a pick-and-pop game. Um, and that's that's... It's not like we need... 10 new shooters. It's not like no. you want to have five great shooters who can't play defense. Yeah. You can have one great shooter like Buddy Heald who you can use strategically so that he becomes a weapon that allows you to play four on four against every other team. Imagine playing this whole game four on four, how much more space you have. Think of taking two guys off of the court. Because that's what Buddy can do. He'll go in the, put him in the corner, and some sucker's got to stay within an arm's reach of him in the corner. That needs the other guys to play four on four. Um, and there's so much more spacing than room when you're playing four and four. Just imagine, yeah, I can, I can remember fighting at gyms when we were playing half court and wanting to play four on four because it's so much more fun than five on five. Five on five and half court is just a clogged up mess, you know, in a rec gym. Um, and the same thing is true in the pros. That's why one shooter can make such a difference. He can just totally unleash somebody. And the same thing with AD. The point that AD has been trying to make about it's an ability to roam on defense and roam on offense that he likes about paying power forward and not having to do the banging and and all of the stuff right underneath. Um, because yeah. he's no, he's normally yeah, – that's, that's why they need somebody like Turner, because also you need somebody to come in when AD sits down. In in his career, Tom, he's he's normally had a center who was able to – Boogie, man. I mean, be, was... be, be sort of a strong safety to his free yep. safety. The – the center would be able to play the strong side wherever that was. And like you said, Tom, when he was a free roamer, he's just the most devastating force on defense. 
it's, it's one of the it's one of the crimes that just drives me crazy that guys want to play where they want to play you know most of the time they'll end up changing clubs just so they can go and play what they want to play I want to play center. I want to play forward. I want to play guard. I want to be a point guard. I want to be a point forward. You know, I mean, everybody everybody has a feeling of what they want to do and where they want their game to go. Tom, uh, when um, when Pat Riley uh, wrote his autobiography and uh, I consumed it, he said that the the issue with him at the end of all his 10 years wasn't uh, a rift with management. It wasn't a rift with ownership. It was what he called the disease of more. Hmm. That's what he said he always had to fight. I want more playing time. I want more shots. Yeah. I, and he said he could never contend with that at the end. It was and always- I'm sure it's more... Listen, man. Flagrant that, today. That's when yeah. I was watching basketball the first time. Back in I my day. I didn't have brands. There wasn't no. a thing like my brand. Yes. yes. You know, and, that, and this whole branding stuff. Now, you know, now everybody's got a brand. You got a brand. I got a brand. Gerald's got a brand. Um, you know, I mean, somebody has taken a branding iron and stamped you somewhere, somewhere, you know, if not, if not physically, digitally. And and it, he's he's been frustrated from the very beginning. Now in, in 2020, because he came over, he's willing to sacrifice a little bit, and, and commend him for that because it ended up winning a championship. But but Tom's been 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 right the whole time when he's been saying you need to find a a center to put beside him because it will allow him to relax mentally. I, I think they're all just playing way too tight. And like Tom says, now AD, he's not only focused on what he needs to do defensively, he's anticipating mistakes being made, unfortunately, at this point. And and sometimes you in, you try to anticipate what a guy's going to do, but oftentimes you're wrong. And it's just, it's like that in, in any walk of life. Yeah, your that, that wears on people, man. That, you know, you, we're going to, here's the thing that if we sacrifice this season, there's a good chance we could wear LeBron James and Anthony Davis both out. Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a concern right now. I think right we're already now, doing Tom. that already, Tom. <laughs> well, know, just, just offhand, how many, need, how many minutes we need are averaging? We need a we need a point guard to replace Russ when we trade him. LeBron's okay. averaging thirty six. We need we need okay. a 36. backup power forward and a backup small forward behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and we need a stretch center. We need it's a lot the, of things, Tom. The, 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 this is this is going to take at least at least an off season and possibly one more to get to get what you need. It's going and, to need a new front. Well, I don't know. Are yeah, you ready yeah, to kiss exactly. off this season too? Are and, you ready to and, kiss off this season? Yeah. Well, I'm not ready to, but unfortunately, no. just the sheer fact that we're two and ten already may necessitate us throwing in for this season because it's you gotta start making smart moves now. And no, well, here's the whole point. Yeah. Tom, Tom, let me ask you a question. You let gotta do it in a Tom, series Tom, of moves. Tom, hold on, hold let on, Sean. Let me finish. 
Okay. You have a you have a trade at the trade deadline. Then you have a couple of trades in the summer. Then maybe you have a trade at the next trade deadline. But you build a team by adding West player. You had two here. You had one here. You had one there. You don't do it. You don't do it by not doing anything right now and wait till summer. We're going to do a splash and we'll bring in 15 new players. For the fourth year in a row, we will completely transform the team into a whole bunch of new guys that none of you know, and we don't know how they're going to play. But we're going to throw away LeBron's season and make you watch 62 games of crappy basketball just so that we can do this magical monster makeover next season and and Rob Polinka can come out a hero. And Jeannie Buss won't be burned in effigy, you know, at the next meeting or the next rebellion by Laker fans at Staples Center, 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Maybe they'll get 15 protesters this time right. instead of 12. Uh, it's just very disappointing. It's just, it's just very disappointing to see, you know, the, the continual mistakes time and time again. And a lot of it is because of depth that you just can't continue to go ahead and throw out there because you just don't match up well and it just breaks you down and wears you down over the course of four quarters. And I mentioned in the chat Can you imagine that imagine 63 more games or how many games do we we were what were two and ten? Two That's and twelve 10. games. We got 70 games left. Oh my God. You want to go through 70 games of this? Imagine and, this. Imagine 70 more games with watch parties. This year, we make them fun. We make them fun. Be brutal, Gerald. I don't know. We make them fun, even when the Lakers are losing. It's fun and entertaining for our audience that's watching it on a live watch party. Are you a masochist? Yes. (laughs) Sometimes I've been called that. I'm watching the Lakers lose. So there you go. You know, you, you, um, it's, it's really interesting. The, the, whatever it is, industry makes chemistry seems so easy but in sports it's often what's left behind when you don't win and you know there's there's definitely there's definitely uh, a sense of when you've played together long enough you try to develop continuity and that means that you've been playing long enough together that you understand certain responsibilities, what a guy's good at, what he's not good at. Then you, you get to that that uh, some guys are jerks so you don't Yeah. Yes. And then you get to the chemistry and chemistry usually involves, you know, you anticipate or you you understand a guy's how effective can you be? Where can you be effective on the floor? And then you get to cohesion. Uh, uh, teams like the Bucks and Warriors right now they're what you call cohesive units. They've been playing long enough together. They've been through the battles. They've got all the scars. They know what the next per- guy's going to do beside them. It, it's it's almost it's it's weird. It it's you know com- the the space between confidence and cockiness. C- cockiness is is just blind confidence. It's it's it, uh, you know people often interchange. Uh, cockiness and arrogance. I I happen to think they're they're completely two separate separate apart um, definitions. One's thinking the, it and the other's acting on it. Yes, absolutely. And 
when when we saw what was happening last year, I felt that there was a cockiness to what AD was saying when he said that, you know, we're we're not concerned in this locker room. We know we could win, you know, yeah, eight in a row, ten in a row. Yeah, and yeah. and nobody's not, afraid of us. Yeah. But they're all afraid of us. Yes. And now they were year. afraid of us tonight. Well, let they? me let me touch on a couple things in our chat. I do want to mention something that Howard and both Sanger seem to talk about in the chat room. Again, what, you guys have been awesome. You guys and gals in the chat room, you've been awesome in the chat room with the best Lakers chat room that's out there. The thing is, though, when it comes to chemistry and things of that nature, when you're on a losing team, in, in your situation, you're in Darvin Ham situation where you're pretty much given you're not you're not meant to tank you're losing you know unintentionally you've got to try all your resources who might be the hot player coming off the bench but so that's going to lead to a lack of chemistry in and out of lineups you've seen all the lineup changes that have already taken place already you've seen all the rotations that ham has tried he's trying everybody i'm sure if any one of you are walking by on the sidelines Ham might ask you to go in to the game right now because he is trying to do everything he can to find some players. And I, I understand when I talk about Ham and Darvin Ham and the way he's coaching, it's hard to evaluate him because the it's team is so, so bereft hard. of talent. But I, I understand also as well that the second, you know, when I talk about the halftime adjustments, that they're just not there to even hold off teams from passing us by in the third quarters. So it just it's really frustrating because you've got an inexperienced coach and you've got a very talent depleted roster and it's just not making for a good combination. So you're seeing all these rotations that are different each and every game. You're seeing all these new players. Kendrick Nunn, he'll play, he'll show up, then he'll fail, and then he'll sit back on the ground, then he'll try to go and bring him again. He may play well one game, then he'll miss two, and then yeah, it just You'll see the same thing with Reeves. You'll see the same thing with with all the other players, Max Christie. And the losing, has to, the losing has to start hurting these players. Yeah. Because we're starting to see, I'm starting to feel the same way as I felt last year, which is these guys just can't win a game. Some of it is bad luck. Some of it is just bad execution. I think that's what Joe is doing right now. I think he is warming up. Yeah, I think for Sunday's game. I think that's what you know. <laughs> the whole point is, though, that these are all self-inflicted wounds, man. Yeah, they're self-inflicted wounds from last year, and you don't even have the brains to switch them around. And instead, you take these guys and you tell them that you know you got nine games, man. If well, let me point this out. Do anything in nine games? We're not going to do anything. We're not going to waste picks to improve this team. Well, Rex, it, uh, you know, it's it's a tough call. I, You know, Patrick Beverly has been absolutely horrible for us as far as since he's been on this team. And he's actually, as we talked about in the, the live watch party, he's actually lost a step. But I think Tom would agree, you know, as far as it was the THT trade a mistake. We're looking like it because he's playing so well, but he's playing yeah. on a team that fits his talents, a good shooting team that fits what he can do. That's not asking him to and, go and ahead. And he and makes you better. He makes yeah. you better. That's the it, they're not asking him to be a primary defender or a primary shooter. They're asking him just to go ahead and take the ball and do what he does best, drive and kick or drive and shoot. And that's what they're asking him to do and play team defense. They're not asking him to do too much, and he's thriving in that concept along with all the other. And, and his $13 million plus none's $5 million gives him an $18 million player who will bring back somebody 
that earns as much as 22.5. THD only made 10. So we yeah. gained $3 million in leverage uh, or tradable salary. But, we were, but at the time, you and I talked about, Dan, you know, he, uh, Beverly being someone, if he had still enough in the tank, that could help the Lakers, and he's done anything but. Well, you know, at the start of the season, everybody was talking about how dramatically he, how much more he had improved and so forth. And he's always had a very loose handle to me because he's, I don't know, I've never felt like he really had good control of the ball. Some guys have big hands and dribble low. and He and can't blow never, by anybody. The ball never Tom. seems to be, no. the, they have the ball on a string. He doesn't have the ball on a string because no. It's like when you teach young kids to dribble that basically that ball can't be off of that string. And it's off of the string a lot with him. And even when he goes to shoot or goes to gather the ball, I don't see the strength of hands, you know, and, and body to that. He's, he's just not a powerful player in that sense. And, and he misses a lot of layups, man. He misses a lot of layups and easy shots. Yeah, he does. But the thing is, Tom, when you see him drive, he's not blowing by anybody. The defender is staying right on it on his hip, and it's just he's the chance of him making the basket is really reduced. No, it's Schroeder will be a much better point guard than none could be, and he was immediately. You know, I would just like to get, I'd like to get somebody like Rozier who really can create his own shot and shoot from outside. And let and me then give an Schroeder update. Would be perfect as a backup point guard. Be well, excellent. let me give an update. Let me give an update on that because I know people and I'm asking in the chat in, in previous games uh, about Dennis Schroeder and also as well Thomas Bryant. Both are starting to work out now, and both may be cleared by this time next week for the game next week that that they're going to play here at home. So, I think that that's probably the earliest that you'll see them because they will not be available for Sunday's game, and the Lakers have several days off. In did, did you see the tweet where? Thomas Bryant was working out with the Lakers and Rich Paul was actually there working out with him. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Rich tries to lay up and Thomas blocks it right down back in his face. Rich yeah. was really just passing, passing to him so that he could dunk the ball type of thing. What, what, what's amazing to me is with all the influence and um, contracts that uh, Clutch has given out, Clutch still isn't the number one uh sports agency as far as dollars and cents go that still True, belongs- but that's because they're they're a much younger agency than than well it's 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 not really as if jeff, guys. i i would i would argue that uh jeff schwartz doesn't have the kind of clients that rich paul does but he's still number one right that's a good point zangerstein is Ham catering a little bit to Westbrook a little bit too much. I mean, that's a suggestion in the comment below by maybe, maybe, maybe he is, but I, I think that's just a rocking the cradle. Is that a directive though from from above? Maybe to I make think, sure that I, he gets I, uh, enough time. I think so. I think that's. A, I, don't think, that's I think the Lakers want just like they want LeBron to be treated like Kobe. Uh-huh. They don't, they don't, want, want, Russ, they don't want Russ to be mistreated. No, and they don't want Rush to start to be miserable either. Because he's still out there 30-plus minutes a game. He's still getting his share of the shots, and the usage rate is still very high, for some, especially for someone coming off the bench. Again, a good, very very good game for 45 minutes of the game. For, For the time he was in there, for most of the game, he was actually extremely productive, and I don't want to dissuade anyone from that. 
because I know there's a lot of issues. I know he didn't shoot very well, 6-17, but 4-7 from 3, 11 assists. He did get five turnovers. It's just execution down the stretch. He, You know, if, not- you, if you pulled him, if you go back to way that Darwin was using him, which was he when we had a full squad and LeBron was there, he wasn't closing with him. Yeah. No. He, he would put him in maybe a little bit, but – he had him on a really short leash as far as closing goes. But this is not his first yeah, rodeo. Really that's the whole game plan behind this alternating him, you know, switching him and LeBron so that they're not on the court at the same time. The idea is that LeBron is going to be on the court at the start of the game and the end of the game. And therefore, if Russ is going to alternate with him, he ain't going to be on the game. He ain't going to yeah. be on the floor at the start of the game or the end of the game. And that's what really makes sense. If you do that and you keep Russ in that situation, then you get him away from the critical decision-making that happens at the end of the game, which he doesn't do well. Um, And also, it's that crazy confidence that if he's shooting well at the end of the game, he's going to shoot. And even if he's not shooting well at the end of the game, he's going to shoot. So you just get him out of those situations. Well, it's what a coach's job is to do is to – Find the positions and the times in the game when this player can contribute and optimize those. Any last thoughts, Sean, before we head on out? Uh, absolutely, Gerald. First off, it, it's Remembrance Day here in Canada, so it's it's our version of your Veterans Day. I remember so when I, the Lakers were a good team. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, uh, just – just wanted to uh, piggyback of what Gerald said. Um, yeah, I, my... exactly. And I, I respect to all of our Canadian followers out there and fans. Uh, absolutely. Hope appreciate, you're also appreciate, remembering those as well. Appreciate it. My, my brother's uh, active in the military right now. So just thank you to all the men and women out there. Um, we really don't um, take the time to express our gratitude yeah. that they, they keep us safe at night. They really do. And um, I just wanted to say, Gerald, we have the best commentators for any sport out there right Uh, now. Best Lakers chat room in all of Lakerland out there. You guys guys and gals always deserve a great props. A hundred percent. You guys always deliver the goods. And um, just just a few of the comments had mentioned, you know, when when is there going to be a fan revolt? Where, well, there already not, has been one here. If you if you checked our chat room on a day to day basis, you, you know, not showing up for the games, not buying the merch, not paying attention That's to what's going for on. Fans. Once you get it, accustomed, it, it, yes, it is. Did they ever stop buying during the during the last it decade? N- not really. No, it's it's it. I think you answered but, your question then. Yeah. No, but but what? Here's what I'm saying, though, Gerald. In 2022, there's a lot there's a lot of options in Los Angeles, especially in California, for your entertainment dollar than than the Lakers. A lot of people love the beach, love the mountains, go out to the desert, can find other forms of joy to make them happy. Yes, the, there will always be. A but you know, we've never hold on, Tom, we've hold, never on, had hold, on hold on, hold on. Hold on. Excuse me. Yeah. So there'll always be a contingent of us hardcore fans who are never going away. Like I'm never 
uh, unless unless Kyrie comes to the Lakers, I'm I'm a Laker fan till I die. I'm, I'm I've I've already I've already told Gerald, Joe, Tom, Jamie this when when they bury me, they're going to bear, bury me in my Lakers jacket and my hat, and I'm going into the next life a Lakers fan that I came out of. So yeah, I will always I will always be there, but some people will not, and. I don't think Genie's really thought about the the blowback, not not the original, not the original explosion, but the actual blowback and the shrapnel that could affect their legacy if they don't do something about this soon rather than later, because certain people may decide, oh, you know what? I'll turn in my key right now because I could I could find something else, and then you've lost that you've lost that person forever. That that's very possible right now, Gerald. Because last year we struggled with understanding why they were crap and why they sucked. This year it's very simple. We we know the formula for why they. You don't think Bombers frustrated right now because the Clippers are mediocre, waiting for Kawhi to come back right now when they could really take advantage of what's going on with the Lakers. Oh, for I'm I'm sure he's seething, knowing knowing him, Gerald. Absolutely, this would be an opportune time to go ahead and rub it in on the Lakers, kick them while they're down. Yes, you know the Lakers they, would to the Clippers. You know the Lakers have to the Clippers over the past yes, several yes, decades. They, wow. Yes, they have. Uh, uh, Gerald, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. So I know I yes, would if I was running the Lakers. Yeah. So he he. Uh, that's a great point. He has to be stewing in his own juices about the fact that he can't do any of that right now. So, I mean, it's just it's been it's been a strange strange season from so many perspectives that I don't know how it can get any stranger, but it looks like it will. This, this seems like this whole season so far has seemed like one giant Hunter S Thompson story. I mean, it just gets more twisted and twisted each page you turn. (laughs) I don't know where the end is, but we do know one thing. Um, there's not going to be a shot in the arm with with some kind of trade that that'll shake things up because we're past that we're past the point of no return there. There's this team needs at least four to five quality players to really try and make a dent in the Western Conference, and it's going to take more than than two picks and whatever the hell Rob Polinka thinks he can pull off here. Um, I, I said it last podcast, and I'll continue to say it, Gerald. Genie giving Rob Polinka that extension was a huge mistake, but mistakes can can be righted. I think if she fired him and we just cut bait, uh, that would probably be the best thing for all parties. But I'll say this again. However, because we just hired Darvin Ham, you're kind of putting him in a tough spot once again as an NBA head coach because it'll be a new front office. Maybe he's not familiar with them. They didn't pick him. He may be a lame duck head coach for a year. So th- this is this situation has a lot of tentacles to it. 
And the tentacles really don't lead to anywhere positive right now. So they're just going to have to figure out a way to get out of this themselves. The 15 guys plus the coaching staff. Because there's nobody walk. Um, I hate to do the Rick Pitino thing, but here we go. Larry, Magic Johnson isn't walking through the door. James Worthy isn't walking through the door. Shaq isn't walking through the door. You guys have to figure this out yourselves. I think well, you I just wanted to mention you said it earlier, Sean. You had it right earlier. Genie Bus and the Lakers cannot ignore the fans by no. this season. They're going to have to make a trade. They're going to have to do it, whether they want to do it or not, whether they believe in it or not. Because otherwise, the Lakers don't tank. And the embarrassment of the fact that our pick belongs to the Pelicans is, is enough to just, you can't allow that to happen or even to get close to it. So you, you yeah. cannot, you, I think you said it exactly right there, Sean. And I, I went, I apologize. I went to interrupt you right there and try to make the point. And then you just aced it right afterwards by making the point <laughs> that Genie Bus can't, you can't turn your back on the fans like that. You have to build. The Lakers don't tank. It's that simple. No. The Lakers play to win every year. But the Lakers can't tank even if they wanted to this year. That's the bad part. They can't even tank if they want to because they don't even have the the own control of their first round pick. So it's so so you here's the thing. Sean's right. You we need four or five players. Well, you can't just sit there and continue to need four or five players. You got to get to a point where we need three or four. Right. We need two or three. Now we only need one or two. See, I, I think that's how you build a team. Yeah, I I think t- Tom makes a great point there. I think that that's what's going to have to happen. That it, that seems like the only logical conclusion here is that f- whatever this season is, we're going to have to piecemeal some kind of constructive, productive roster and just do it one piece at a time, like the old Johnny Cash song, just one piece at a time. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, wait. Wait, I I can go invisible, right? Because this is this is the absolute worst. You can so, certainly try. Okay, so that is um, uh, that's uh, obver obvination. Ob- ob- <laughs> Close ob- enough. Ob- it's obfuscation. Roll your dice. Okay. 
also, I didn't get anything over a five, but you that can... You are still naked. Oh, God. The music stops and everyone is looking directly at you, oh. judging. Oh, God, this is... The Prince of the City looks very disappointed in you. Okay, this is worse than the dreams that I have about being naked at work. There has to be something that I can do. Vampires in Vitae, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play podcast, season two, to Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, I'll tell you what, there is actually, I know there was a discussion in there as far as a petition to go ahead that we could create for a Fire Rob Palenka, but looks like the Lake Show has done that already. Uh, it's on change.org. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and display it on the screen so everybody that wants to go ahead and do it can go ahead and do it. That's change.org. Rob has a chance with one or two trades to really come out a hero and... You know, there's, a, a, there's, zero. there's a universe, it's about a 1% universe, an alternate universe, where Rob Palenka has been a genius out of this whole thing. And he's confused everybody with all of these little feints and stuff. And in the end, he's going to come in and swoop in and we'll do a, two big trades and the Lakers will be favorites. Uh, I just appreciate Roger, Roger, <laughs> that been great supporter of this podcast. Truly appreciate it. He says, what confidence, uh, you know, has Palinka given you that he will do it one piece at a time? I don't have any confidence. That's why he's given me no confidence that he can. That's do the why right I'm thing. leaving that on the screen until we end the show right there for you. <laughs> Change.org slash P slash fire dash Rob dash Palinka right there. It's right there. You can sign on if you want. If you don't, it's no worries either. But you know what? You might as well. You might as well have Genie sell the Lakers. Put the. Put the That'll put be the next. The, you know what? Maybe we should start there, that too. petition. <laughs> Let's start one at a time. One at a time. You know what? Give credit to the Lake Show. They thought of it a little bit faster than we did. So give it to give props to them. They they start a petition. Well, you want to start a crowdsource for the new general manager? We could. Yeah, you got ten dollars. Uh, you know, we create some side income for him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got ten dollars. Maybe I can throw some M and M's in here as well. Maybe some uh, you know other stuff as well. Maybe got some. Yeah, oh yeah, well, I got I got a bag of almonds. Do you want a bag of almonds? I've got that. No, for we only here. want money it. so we can skim that off and and make some profit from this show. Uh, that would profit for the show would be nice indeed. But once again, the Lakers well, I mean, do when you fall. Spend four hours doing this for every game, you know, you, you figure that you got to get something out of it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, but yes, if you get a chance, please join us for the live watch parties that are now available each and every game. We're there. It's right there for you. Again, that's playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. All one word right there for you. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Sign up free and you can join us. And we, you know, we talk about the Lakers. We actually root for the Lakers going in there. Tom was saying, good play, good play, Austin. Good play, Russ. Good play. He was cheering the Lakers. They'll Again, get their pretty, the coach is watching. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there you go. And then, you know, Joe was talking about what was going on with him during the uh, dark days of the financial crisis going on in the year 2000s. And then, you know, Sean was talking about beating up people on the internet. It's a fun time indeed right here at the Lakers live watch party. It's, you can follow at Lakers fast break on playback.tv. It, it was the meter man and he was dead wrong. Yes. Yes. But I'm telling you what, right now, it, once again, the Lakers do fall <laughs> 120 to 114 to the Kings. Uh, we will be back though. We will be back as far as a podcast as well. After the live watch party, the live watch party starts at 6 30 PM on Sunday against the, Detroit Pistons. 
Gerald, if I could correct you, we're playing the Nets, not the oh, Pistons. We're playing the Brooklyn Nets. That's right. Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Detroit is one week from today. My bad. My bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant coming in to see what happens uh, there, seeing how many. <laughs> I'd say he goes for 40. I say he yes. goes for 40. I, uh, I know Kyrie Irving. My head. Yeah. Kyrie Irving doesn't look like he's going to play. So Joe and I were wrong on that one. But. Uh, I do think that, you know, Kevin Durant versus AD might be a good matchup to watch. But, yeah, please go ahead and join us for the live watch party starting at Sunday on 630. Then after the game, of course, join us right here around 9 p.m. Pacific for the Lakers fast break here as far as the podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Truly appreciate it. Nets playing well without Kyrie's distraction. Absolutely. They've been playing a lot better. Jacques Vaughn has been named the in, in, no longer the interim tag taken off. They did decide not to go with Ime Udoka. They decided to stay with Jacques Vaughn they, as far as the head coach going forward. So there you go. Absolutely playing a lot better as they head into Los Angeles to play against the Lakers on Sunday. But we'll be there for the live watch party on playback.tv. Plus, we'll also be here after the game, hopefully providing some great commentary for you. Laker Tom. Outside of signing on the change.org for firing Rob Palenka, any last thoughts before we head on out? No, I think that the Lakers have to, I, I think that the whole point Sean made about the fans is something that we really haven't taken into account for the, the sacrificing of the season, aside from how it could affect the relationship with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the four or five other clutch clients that you have. And, the relationship of the alliance with clutch it's really comes down to the fans you want to put your fans through 62 more games of this 70 more games of this i don't think so i think that the lakers after and i think it doesn't even matter what they do over the next couple of weeks but i think that they will rack up some wins hopefully if lebron and ad can show that they're capable of winning some games i think that will make a big difference and and all of this fear that LeBron is falling off of the edge of the world and so forth will, will hopefully, those fears will hopefully subside and the Lakers will, will make the only move they really can make at this point in time, which is put the best team you can put on the floor. If they don't win a championship, so what? Put the best team that you can on the floor. You know, Tom, Roger, that actually has a good point. Uh, you were quoted uh, that, you know, and actually had a, uh, article earlier this the summer saying that this offseason was a Rob Palenka masterclass. Uh, how yeah. do you feel now about it? Well, back then I thought it was a 50-50 chance that the idiot could pull off a masterclass. Now I think it's about a Is one. it more like a master ass? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Everything has been pushing. All of the events that are happening in the NBA – when you think about it, the way the league is trending, the various trades that were made, the players that were available to the Lakers to trade for, Anthony Davis's desire to play power forward, the need for shooting in Buddy Heel's position in there, the, the fact that we almost made that trade and then Rob decided that, wait a minute, we can't make that trade unless everybody agrees to it. And then the, the bus boys basically said, well, no, man, we're not going to agree to that. We're the draft guys. What do you expect us to do? We want those picks. I, you know, I, so the point I was trying to make back then, and if you read the article, actually, I probably said in the article that Rob has been so un, 
inconsistent and unsteady in his decisions about personnel that you can't count on him at all. I mean, anybody who who would put the centers that he's hired for this team, even including the two new guys that he added this year, you, you have to wonder about his whole thing. And and it only it took Darvin Ham to finally get the front office to make a decision to modernize the offense, and then they they won't even trade for the guy that they need who's the perfect fit for that situation. So there is a possibility, as I just said a couple of minutes ago, that Rob Pelinka could come out of this as a great hero. And the only reason that he's going to make that decision, it's he's making that decision despite himself because everything else in the world is pushing toward that decision. It's, it's just got to happen. I mean, they have to trade for Miles Turner. Move okay. 80 to 4. Get a shooter out there like Buddy Heald who can make him play But for him. right now, Tom and Rob get an F in that master class. Right? <laughs> well, I think that right now there hasn't been a grade given because we still haven't done it. Oh, you're, you're calling it incomplete. A trade. If he goes through the season and doesn't make a trade, he gets an F. Okay. You're calling it incomplete right now, man. That incomplete is taking a long time. And even if get he gets an A, he didn't he didn't get it. He got it just because of the circumstances, man. Well, Joe said he's in the bunker, probably still over at Joe's house. He's probably at Joe's house hanging out right now. So I will say though that it's been great having everyone aboard. The chat room has been yeah. Joe was here earlier in the podcast. I'm glad somebody read that article on the master class. Yeah, there you go. But Joe, well, you are the number one Lakers blogger. Just wanted to remind you of that. But Joe uh, did have to leave early. He was in the chat room. I think he's still in the chat room poking in and out from time to time. But he did have to leave early after making some initial comments. So I do want to mention that. Roger, if you want to go ahead and rewind to hear what he said very quickly. But he did get a chance to say it before he left. He was all over our watch party. I wish you had a chance to everyone out there to get a chance to please go ahead and join us. I do want to mention some programming notes for next week. Of course, Sunday, we're going to have our watch party and, of course, the show afterwards here at the Lakers Fast Break. So please subscribe today on YouTube. During the week, since there's a big gap between days, between the game, I want to go ahead as far as Sunday to Friday. I want to mention that Lakers History 101 will have the class will be in session next week. I will name the date on Sunday. So hoping Tom can make one of these uh, classes. Hopefully he's, he's more invited to attend to go ahead and instruct the students that are out there for Lakers History 101. And we also will have our regular weekly NBA observations next week as well to fill in the gap as far as the days off for the Lakers. So next week is looking good. But once again, a P- Palinka was spotted at Disneyland today. Oh, wow. Great. Fits right in with what's going on. Polinka was always spotted in, in the woods, Joe says, walking yeah. sideways like Bigfoot. Mickey Mouse is our new guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the Hornets pick protected at all? No. You're talking about the Pelicans, I think, Kellen. Yeah, the Pelicans pick, no. The, you know, if it lands for number one for the Lakers, unfortunately, New Orleans will come right in and say, Hi, it's, it's ours now, it's buddy. Swap. You can't protect the swap. Yeah, can't protect the swap. So No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would get their pick and they would get ours, wherever that may be. And and we got to hope that they fun. do terrible and they get the number two pick. We get the number one pick. Yeah, <laughs> that would be something like that indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do fall 120 to 114. You guys have been incredible. You guys and gals just truly each and every week. Once again, I want to honor our veterans on Veterans Day. Thank you so much for doing all that you do and serving our country and all that you've sacrificed for us 
in if we're a country remembrance day for everyone out there in canada beloved mention to everyone big shout out for all of our canadians out there it might hurt the soft souls of man the chat keeps on going strong i would love to keep the chat open even after we go off the air i wish i had yes. the ability for youtube to do that but you can always put in the comments below and we do answer them so just let us know even if you're seeing us off the air go ahead and comment below or at lakers fast break at laker tom at joe soro five also as well lakerholics.com lakersball.com or you can send me the good old-fashioned email at lakersfastbreak at yahoo.com well truly appreciate everyone stopping by the lakers do fall with a fourth quarter collapse once again 120 to 114 but we will be back right now for more pain yes we will be back for more pain for the live watch party starting sunday at 6 30 against the brooklyn nets we will be there. We hopefully will provide some enjoyment for you. So go ahead, sign up free on playback.tv today to be part of the fun. And then afterwards, we'll be right here. So subscribe, subscribe. Sex find, please go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube so you can be part of what's going on so I don't have to block you right away. Go ahead, subscribe today and be part of the fun because we'll be back on Sunday. <laughs> excellent excellent thought roger unfortunately i cannot comment that on that on air but yes definitely a good comment indeed once again wishing everyone all the best this weekend have a safe and happy weekend go check out black panther wakanda forever i'll be talking about it on the monday show pop culture cosmos so please go ahead and check that out as well but wishing everybody a happy and safe weekend even though the lakers did fall We'll catch you on Sunday for the live watch party. And after that, of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.